Whenever you're ready, boss. What's up, Whittier? Welcome to What's Up, Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. Here are the notes of our community corkboard filled with this week's events. Hey guys, producer Christine here with this week's community corkboard announcements. Every Friday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. we have the Uptown Whittier Farmer's Market located on the corner of Philadelphia and Bright. What are you doing on Saturday, August 25th at 5 p.m.? Well, if you are free, why not sign up for a spicy ramen eating contest? Exactly, you heard me. Spicy ramen eating contest. Hosted by the one and only Hungry and Whittier and Yoshiharu Ramen. Again, this will be Saturday, August 25th, 5 p.m. And it'll be at Yoshiharu, which is at 8426 Laurel Avenue, right next to the quad. You want more information? Check out the information in the description for their Eventbrite link. Well, everybody, as summer comes to an end, we have our final movie in the park this summer on Saturday, September 1st at dusk. The movie is Star Wars The Last Jedi. Again, this will be at Parnell Park, 15390 Lambert Road. Don't forget, everybody, get your family to go out there. You know, you can do a fun craft before the movie starts at the park. Make sure to take your blankets and snacks and to always clean up after yourself so you can have a nice, clean park. Alrighty, enjoy! Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast but didn't know where to begin? Well, the Whittier Public Library and What's Up Whittier are teaming up to show you a podcasting 101 workshop. Join me, producer Christine, as I take you through what it's like to make your own podcast, kind of give you the building blocks to start your own show. It'll be Saturday, September 8th at 11 a.m. at the Whittier Public Library, 7344 Washington Avenue. Make sure you get your tickets. It's actually really cool. Like I can see it on social media. People are like tagging the podcast. So I'm really excited for it. And it'll be awesome just to see all these creative ideas and meet a ton of people that day. All right. So Saturday, September 8th is a pretty busy day. If you want to get some more What's Up With Your Action and maybe you aren't so much interested in learning about how to do a podcast, which it's okay. You know, maybe you just listen to it. You don't want to make one. Why don't you join Remo and Eva Saeed at their Winning as a Unit workshop. It is a financial communication marriage workshop on Saturday, September 8th from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the Atrium Business Center, 6528 Greenleaf Avenue. You can check out more information in the description with our Eventbrite link. Alright guys, I love the library in case you haven't noticed. I'm doing the workshop there, right? September 8th. But here's another super cool event that's being put on by the Whittier Public Library Foundation. Booktoberfest. So this is Booktoberfest, right? Thursday, October 11th at 7 p.m. at the Whittier Public Library, 7344 Washington Avenue. You can find more information at their website, whittierplf.org. $50 for non-members and $45 for members. It'll be a festive evening of books, beer, and food. So I don't know what you're waiting for. If I were you, I'd go and buy your ticket right now. Alrighty, we are almost through the announcements. We got a few good ones coming up. It's that time of the year, that season. Halloween is coming back. So don't forget, on October 27th at 6 a.m., there will be the Whittier Spooktacular 5K. It's going to be awesome, guys. October 27th, 
6 a.m. at the Whittier Community Center on the corner of Washington Avenue and Mar Vista. It'll be right there. Super fun. For more information, you can go to Whittier5k.com. You guys got to go. It's going to be awesome. Um, I'm for sure going to be there. Um, MSF Mike Serrell Fitness is going to do the warm-up at the event, which is going to be awesome. You know, he uh, always makes you work out really hard. So it'll be great. Hope to see you there. And if you thought the holidays couldn't get here any sooner, join the Whittier Uptown Association for their Uptown Whittier Holiday Sonata, Friday, November 30th, and Saturday, December 1st. In Uptown Whittier, there will be a horse-drawn carriage, Santa's Village, different vendors, so you can get your Christmas shopping on. For more information, check out their Facebook link below. And right after the Holiday Sonata comes the Uptown Whittier Christmas Parade. Yes, you heard me. The beautiful Christmas Parade has finally made its way onto our calendar. Saturday, December 8th at 10 a.m. in Uptown Whittier. Check the information below so you can maybe even show up in the parade. Who knows? You can sign up. So check it out. All right, guys, that's all I have for you this week in the Community Corkboard Announcements. If you have anything that you want to send our way, send an email to communitycorkboard at whatsupwhittier.com. Don't forget to follow everybody's social media. Follow What's Up Whittier on Instagram, uh, Facebook. Follow me, producer Christine, at The Singing Moon. Follow Remo the Realtor at Remo the Realtor. Uh, Jesse the Architect at J2 Architects. And follow our guest who will uh, give out his information in the episode. And yeah, if you um, have friends that have never heard of podcasts, you should educate them because, you know, podcasting is important. If you have friends that already listen to podcasts, tell them about this one. We have a couple of cool episodes that I really think are a benefit to the community if you just listen to them. So it's great, guys. Um, I think that's all, that's all I have for you. So enjoy this episode. Take care, and I'll talk to you later. Take it away, Jesse and Remo. What's up? What's up? Whittier. Dun, there dun, you are. I actually like our last intro, man. So do I. It was a to the hip hop. <laughs> we just need. I need to learn the whole song, man. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, hey, stick, what's up? Stick to the architect, the architectural world. Yeah, yeah. It's not the singing one. So uh, what's up, Whittier? We're we're uh, we're here at a different space, different at a, location, at a playground, an adult. Actually, Athlete it is, man. Playground. I walked in and I'm like, man, this just makes me feel like uh, doing something and be more active. So, are we doing uh, burpees? <laughs> no, we don't do burpees yeah. here. <laughs> no, Remo, tell us where we're at, man. We are at the Tyne Edge Athletics, the Tyne Edge Athletics, with uh, the owner Jerry Arias. Welcome, Jerry. Hello, hello. So, uh, again, first, uh, just thank you guys for for coming on down to Titan Edge. We're here in the city of Whittier, um, and it's a, it's an honor to be on the podcast. I've listened to you guys um, put out some really good guests, so I hopefully can live up to the expectations and uh, deliver some good value to your audience. Nice. Is our podcast? Is yeah. <laughs> I downloaded I think he's talking about ours, uh, man. I'm not sure. Ours? Really? What's uh, up with you, right? Yeah, what's up with you? That's the one. Well, you, said good, hey, you guys good are good hosts. Uh, you guys keep uh, <laughs> definitely keep the audience entertained, so uh, give yourself a little bit more credit. Yeah. What I was gonna say is, is from your end though, you're probably because most of the stuff, well, at least I, I talk about food and how to, you know, the, all this stuff, and he's <laughs> like, "Where's the best like, chilaquiles yeah. you get?" <laughs> but it's real. I mean, to me, when I listen to it, I, I, it sounds weird, but it's authentic. Like it's not. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and there's some some podcasts, even though they might have good content, 
they can't hold your your attention. So one thing you guys as a group and as a duo, as a team, do really well is just you guys capture the audience. So it's, nice. it's entertaining. So it allows me to go through the whole show, the whole show and and not feel like I'm um, just when, – when's a good part? When's a good part? So oh, guys, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. More I, I think we're done. Did, Thanks, yeah. Jerry, for All right, where's that paycheck that you guys <laughs> promised me to say? I think we're done. I think promised you some cash. We should here. be back here tomorrow and do the same thing. Yeah, oh, Eagle man. boost right here. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome. Do you want to tell us a, a little bit about yourself? Who's Jerry? What is Tiny Dad's Athletics? Yeah, so I am the owner and the head uh, performance coach or strength and condition coach here at Tide Edge Athletics in the city of Whittier. We're located right off of Telegraph and Colima Road. Um, so we've been here. We literally just celebrated our four-year anniversary last week of nice. being open, which to me is, is, is pretty crazy to think. Four years ago, if you were to ask me, kind of you know what's been the journey what's been the uh the things that i've learned it's i'm a completely different person not just as a coach but more in, you know as an entrepreneur as a business owner um just been around some amazing mentors that have taught me a lot including someone like remo who definitely bounced off a lot of ideas um but yeah so we're, we're a strength and conditioning facility slash sports performance but we do do personal training for general population um so the big thing with us is uh, all my coaches we all have degrees We've all studied kinesiology, exercise science, nutrition, all that stuff. And we've put in and invested a lot of time, money, um, going to school. And now it's as a coach, it's the way I look at it is there's no use of having all this information if you can't pass it on to other people and educate them, you know, get them results, get them, get them to their goals, uh, become mentors and things like that. So um, one thing that we do is we, we're big on education. You can tell literally sitting in this gym, if you go to my desk, you go in, as soon as you walk in, the first thing I wanted uh, parents, athletes to know is, hey, we're about educating. We're not just going to put together a workout that, you know, that, that somebody saw on YouTube and it looks cool, but it's, it's not, it's, it could be dangerous or it could just not be effective. But um, I think that's one thing that we definitely take pride in is our, all of our coaches are constantly developing um, their craft. And, and I, I, if you talk to any of our athletes or, or personal training clients, I can guarantee you that they'll tell you that they're constantly seeing us evolve and, and get better as coaches. Nice. So when you say strength, strength and conditioning and uh, general population, uh, I guess, is there a um, separation between uh, or, or a clear divide between strength and conditioning for somebody who's an athlete and then somebody who's not? So, uh, yeah, to a degree, I think it comes down to the goals. Um, there's a way that you can I – mean, the cool part about, like, working with – like physiology and the body is you give it a you give it a, a stimulus and it gives you a, a response. So it's like if somebody comes in and wants to lose weight, there's ways that you can train that person. Um, it, the exercises at the end of the day don't really matter. I think that's the one thing I've learned over the years and seen a lot of other, especially younger coaches, is the exercises really don't matter. So whether you're doing a back squat or you're using a dumbbell, your muscle knows one thing. It knows how to contract, right? So if I'm having someone come in that wants to lose weight, it doesn't matter if they're doing, you know, a lunge or they're on the bike. It's they're burning calories. And mm -hmm. as long as you, as a coach, you program it accordingly to their goals, they're going to get the response or they're going to get the adaptation. So yes and no, there is a difference. But at the end of the day, they're all human bodies. And I think it comes down to making sure you tailor the workouts individually. So a lot of times parents might come in and, and kind of ask, all right, what do you guys do differently? And right away, you're going to see that all of our clients have their own workouts. 
And that's the one thing that a lot of places don't do. And I'm not saying it's a bad or a good thing. It's just something that we do because we know that everybody, every human is made up differently. They have past experiences. They have injuries. They have different sports. So even though, I mean, we have baseball athletes that they might play on the same team, maybe even the same position, so two pitchers, but they need different things. One might need to gain muscle because scouts want to see 20 more pounds of muscle on his body. Another pitcher might need to lose weight because he's carrying on too much body fat. So even though they're the same sport, same team, they're different humans, different bodies, so we got to adjust that. So I think that's one thing is it doesn't matter what person walks into those doors is making sure you tailor the workouts appropriately to them. And a lot of times it's – you know, injuries, especially with general pop. So when you talk about general population is they're coming in pretty beat up, whether that's from just wear and tear, um, it could be from a previous injury within an exercise program. And that's where, as a coach, you have to be really smart. If somebody comes in with back pain, you shouldn't put a bar on their back and have them squat. But it doesn't mean they should not squat. You can find a different way. So I always talk to my, my clients, like, you know, some clients might come in and their doctor tells them, don't ever lift weights because you have a bad back. And to me, that's just the lazy way to look at it. It's more yeah. of, all right, what can you do? And let's work and get better. And then once you get better, let's do a little bit more and change yeah. it up, whatever. So there's a, there's a science to coach, and then there's a big aspect of the art of that's where experience matters. If you have an experienced coach, they hopefully had a lot of clients that they worked with, and now they can tailor the workouts to that given athlete or mom who – that then a day just wants to you know be able to play with their grandkids when they get older, or the father that wants to walk their daughter down the aisle, where he just wants to be healthy as opposed to having a six pack. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you a story. I uh, this I mean this is like I don't know 15 years ago. Um, I was obviously younger at that you know at that age, and uh, me and my buddy. Uh, I mean we we sat at a desk all day, you know, for eight eight nine sometimes ten hours, right? And so we wanted to get in shape, and so we went to the local kickboxing. Um, it was like a mixed martial arts. This is before mixed martial arts was like big yeah. um, studio that advertised uh, cardio um, classes. Cool. Um, and so we stopped by, and we're like, "Well, can we, you know, check out the the beginner class? Because you know we're first time." And like, "No, you guys are young and look healthy, and this and that. You guys should come on to the. Uh, it was like on a Wednesday. Come on, you know, to the you know, advance or or whatever." Uh, above beginner's class, right? Yep. And we're like, all right. So we kind of felt a little confident. Well, yeah, you know, somebody's kind of <laughs> looking at us. They're like, yeah, well, I guess we are in shape, you know. So we yeah. go to the first class and we start kickboxing and jumping. And this, I mean, the class is like, I think like it was a 30 minute and then like 15 minute uh, warm up and cool down. Yep. We didn't get past like the five minutes. And we were, <laughs> I was passing out, man. Yep. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm out. I'm tapping out. I'm walking outside <laughs> trying to get that class. Huh? And my buddy's like hanging on for a couple more minutes, and then he walks out like, you know, um, uh, pale. Yeah, pale. And I'm like, what's yeah. going on, you know? And so you talk about, uh, you know, uh, again, two two individuals who, again, you know, were younger, yep. maybe not the, the the best in shape, but to try to assume something right yep. away, right, and and put us in a group that everybody's doing the same routine. 
um, and expect the same res- – and we're all expecting essentially the same results. Yeah. Um, it, it was just for, – for me, it was like, you know, I'm never going to do this again. <laughs> and uh, and have it since. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and again, it's one of those things where, like it's a class, right? You think about a class uh, uh, scenario where, again, it, it, I think there's obviously some, some uh, reason behind it. But at the same time, it's uh, if you're trying to get different results, uh, mm-hmm. and, and again, you're working at a little bit different, then, then I, I could see where these individual uh, classes will come in. Um, so t- tell us a little bit more about the classes. I know you guys mentioned classes, and then you train different types of athletes, right? Yeah, so, so I mean, the way kind of our, our business model works essentially is we the majority of our clients are athletes, whether that's you know younger athletes, high school, college, professional athletes. Um, a lot of our business is one-on-one training. Um, however, we do offer classes. Um, to me as a coach, I love putting athletes in a group or even individuals in a group because I'm a firm believer of like your environment matters. If you want to accomplish some pretty big goals, it's a lot easier to be surrounded by other people that are kind of on the same mission than it is one-on-one. But then it comes with some people are coming in with injuries then the one-on-one is going to be a better route because of that where you are having that one-on-one. I can see every rep. I can see every set where you're doing it effectively. But, yeah, so the way we kind of work is we offer one-on-one personal training. We do uh, small groups, so anywhere from one to five, kind of semi-private. So it's a little bit kind of smack down in the middle. And then we have larger groups where all athletes can come in. um, And that's where you're going to see 10 to 12 athletes coming in from different sports, female, male, um, anywhere from you know eighth grade to, to to college, the thing is, even though they're all working out in the same time, same same facility, they all have their own workout. So that's one thing we try to try to stress with our with the parents and with the coaches. It's like, hey, you might be a softball athlete working out with a baseball athlete, or let's just say a basketball athlete. It's just you're working at the same time, but you guys have and ladies have totally different programs so at the end of the day to me i love that because if you're looking to play at the next level in college you're gonna be in an environment where you're working out with someone you've probably never met in your life so it 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 encourages you to get out of your comfort zone and go and work out with someone and and it creates some camaraderie where it's like all right i'm getting to know people outside of my my little bubble of my school so it could be even we've even had kids from if you guys know lacerna and cal high it's a big rivalry where, you know, some parents might have been a little hesitant because it's like, oh, you know, they, they might not like each other on the baseball field. But I'm like, look, at the end of the day, that's, they have to learn to work together. Outside of sports, you might be at a, at a job where you're going to be working with someone that, you know, you might have some differences. But you gotta, it's teamwork. you got to work out together. So they come in, and at the end of the day, they, they end up becoming really close friends. We have, we've had some, some athletes come in. Didn't know each other, and after six months, they're they're pretty much best friends. Nice. So it creates a good environment where they're working together. Um, so those are kind of the three models, and then we also have a larger group where we do boxing and conditioning workouts. So not a lot of weight training within that 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 class. It's more about getting the heart rate going pretty high. We're teaching some boxing skills really really safe so you're not worried about you know if you're doing these heavy lifts and you're fatigued where your your form is deteriorating you're not going to get injured so it's a pretty safe but it's going to get it's going to challenge you it's going to burn a lot of uh, body fat um and that's in a big large group there's just some good energy within that class so personal training small group large group and then we have our general population 
That's, that's funny you say that about about having a group setting and how it helps you know the group kind of move along. I think that was the other reason why it, we we kind of struck out right away. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're at this class where you have women. I mean, at that time we we're single. You got these these good looking women who have been taking this class for for several weeks already. Yeah. And obviously, we're trying to be the macho guys that we are and try to show off. Two right? minutes later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too quickly, too soon, right? And uh, anyways, and, but. yeah, you hit that. I mean, that to me is like it becomes an ego thing, right? Yeah. It's and that's where I think the coach needs to, you know, become a professional and tell that person, like, hey, yeah. the goal might be to come down to this class in six months, but my opinion is you need to be in that beginner class yeah. and learn the basic movements. But sadly, like your your story is. Far too often is what I hear is people have <laughs> been yeah. to a workout and then what happens is like how you talked about is you have a horrible experience. Yeah. Guess what? You're probably not, you know, wanting to go that route anymore. You might even give up working out because it made you feel like crap. Right. Yeah. So one of the things is making sure. Again, it's got to be tough. You got to get a good workout. You got to sweat. But at the end of the day, it's like you got to know your limits. And that starts with the coach stepping in, becoming a professional, and telling that athlete or that person, like, hey, I understand you're, you want to you know, lose weight. You want to have it relatively quickly. But this is why you should start here because in the past, you know, you've had some back issues. You have some knee yeah. issues. And as long as you communicate with the person and, and give them, a, you know, the, the, the plan that, hey, six months from now, this is where we're going to be. Most, in my experience, most people are like, all right, let's do it, right? As opposed to just starting off and then something bad happens, they have a bad experience, they're achy all the time, they're super sore. You know, no, as much as, you know, people want to say soreness is like, you know, it's, it's a cool thing to me, I think it's, it's a bad thing. If you're, you know, working in an office and you come into my gym and I leave you so sore the next day and it affects your daily living and, you know, maybe you're, you're a business person, you're giving a presentation, your legs are so they're so sore that you can't even focus on the presentation. I didn't do my job, right? I did more harm than I did good. And that's the thing is, is making sure you know where the person's individual boundaries are and knowing if, you know, a grandma comes in and wants to play with their kids, you should be careful with how sore you get that person. Cause you know, they might not be able to play with their kid the next day. And that's going to be a bad, a bad association of, I worked out, I had a bad experience. I probably don't want to go back to that gym or, or, or work out in general. Right. So it's making sure, you know, how far you can push that person. Why other other people might you know be in great shape, and if you don't push them hard enough, yeah. they might think, yeah, this is probably not the gym. So you, that's you have to know that individual. Yeah. So, that's interesting you say that. So how much experience does that take? I mean, is that like you said earlier, it's more of an art. Yeah. Is that something that you picked on pretty early? Is it something that's oh, developed over like, time? I mean, again, I've I've been training people for twelve years. So and then I have a, you know I have a master's degree, so I got a lot of the education, but. It's all with experience. Like I talk to people all the time. Like we have interns here, where uh, you gotta you gotta pick up the the the, the instincts of reading body language, right? When, when I'm on the floor with my client, I know what kind of tells. And again, I've trained you, Remo, mm-hmm. and I can tell when things are getting... When we again, were bench pressing 600 so I, pounds. So right? just a quick story is <laughs> I, I worked with, I trained Remo for quite some time and he has the mentality of an athlete, right? He played athletics his whole life. So when he came in, he wanted to, you know, crank it up. He wanted to push hard. And, I, you know, there's some issues with his, you know, has some tightness in his lower back. So I kind of communicated and, you know, as stubborn as he is, he kind of wanted to push. And it became a little bit at some point I can, I can read his body language where 
I know when to pull back. And he might not even know it, but again, that's where experience comes in is some people, their towel might be they close their eyes. Other people, they might put their head down. And those little, that body language tells you so much more than, because mo- no, most clients are not going to tell you that I'm tired. Yeah. It's, it's an attack on their ego. They don't want to let you down. So it's, it's up to the coach to know, okay, when can I push them a little harder? When can I pull back a little bit? And again, it comes through, there's hard to, it's hard to tell you, okay, five years of training people because you could be training people for five years and doing it wrong for five years. So, again, it's trial and error, uh, and it's also communicating. One of the things I always talk to my clients when I have someone that signs up, I'm like, hey, what's your learning style? So some people are visual learners. Some people are auditory learners. Some people are what we call like kinesthetic where I need to, if I need to you know, teach them how to squat, I need to physically put my hands on their hips and put them in the right position. So if they tell me, like, hey, I learn best by seeing, and then if I don't ask them that, the whole time I could be talking, hey, I want your hips to go back, and whatever, they're not picking up on those cues. So I think that's where having that initial conversation, like, how do you learn? And then as a coach, now you know what's their main form of, of communication, of learning. Now you can tailor the program. So instead of me telling you push your hips back, if that person's more of a what we call a kinesthetic, I'm going to grab your hips and I'm going to pull them back. Now we just fixed it, right? So nice. it's, it's it's a lot of that is communicating with that given client and getting feedback from them, right? Yeah. yeah. So what kind of um, I mean, you say you, you train athletes. Um, is there any type of a sport uh, that you kind of focus on, or or maybe not just say focus on that you do more of um, lately? Yeah. So I think. Like again, I, it's me, and uh, before I even kind of, I want to touch on. I have two other two other uh, coaches here um, that work with me and work inside the facility, and just they are phenomenal. I and mean, one thing I just really quickly want to give them a shout out to Brandon and George. Um, they do a lot of the the magic that happens here, um, and then we also have uh, two three other interns that do a phenomenal job. So that just I just want to throw that. So I, I can, kind of as a team, the way I, I set the gym up is I wanted to bring in people or coaches that kind of have different uh, strengths and weaknesses, right? I don't want people that mimic the way I coach or even their focus. So I have, like myself, right now I'm heavily involved with boxing athletes, with professional mm-hmm. boxers. That's something that I love to work with. I love reading the science, the research. That's something that I focus on. But I also work with soccer athletes. So I think it's one of those things where, as a coach, you want to have some diversity because, again, you want to be well-rounded. You want to know how to make someone faster, but you also want to make them stronger or leaner. Uh, But I think the gym itself, we grew rapidly with baseball athletes. And one of the things is – they're a population, especially at the high school level, that's or even softball for that matter, that's underserved. If you talk to most high school uh, athletes, the weight room is going to be for the football team, yeah. right? Most varsity sports are going to be football, football, football. Maybe they might get a circuit every now and then, and that's that's the population where they can get the most from lifting weights because most of them come in, they're underweight, they're really, really skinny, and they're looking to play in college where college scouts want them to look a certain way. If you if you look very skinny, you look fragile, that tells them that you're not really built like an athlete. So one of the things we started getting a lot of is baseball athletes because they were looking to, to get some time in the weight room because they weren't getting in at school. So we filled that, and then from there, we started working with pretty much every other every other sport possible. So, yeah, so we do every sport. I mean, again, like we're kind of going back to the, the, the individual perspective is it doesn't matter what sport you play. 
golf, softball, whatever you can benefit, and we can structure a workout that's specifically towards your goals. And then also one of the things that we do, we like to communicate with with their sport coaches and get feedback from them. Because sometimes the athlete might not even know. They might think they want to run faster when their coach is like, you're fast enough. What you need to focus on is putting on more muscle. So sometimes that the, the, the goals can get a little confusing. So one of the things we, we do is we talk to the parents, talk to the kids, uh, the athletes themselves, and then we talk to the coaches. And then now we can put together a, a well-rounded program where we're hitting, uh, hitting the goals that they really, truly need. Hi, Rose Riesline here, owner of The Collab, Inc., We are located in the heart of Uptown, 6709 Greenleaf Avenue. Um, We're a collaborative co-working space, the first one here in Whittier. We have undedicated workspace, private cubicles, conference room, and private offices coming soon. We also will be hosting networking events and business development workshops. So we're super excited to have our professionals and entrepreneurs come in here and co-work. The underscore collab underscore Inc. for Instagram. And then on Facebook, we are The Collab Inc. You can find out what we're all about and see our schedule of events at thecollabinc.com. You can also learn about our membership prices, fee structures, daily rates, and event space rates. We are a two-minute walk from our parking structure on Bright Avenue. Come sit with us. So we're, we're talking about uh, you training boxers. I want to see if uh, maybe you can answer this question. Where does the uh, where does the power to a punch come from? So let me ask you guys. What do you guys think? I think it comes from the toes. Okay. The toes. Yeah, like your your the ball of your toes. Okay. The power of a punch. I would yeah. say from the from the hip or from your like your abs and your ability to like rotate the, the thrust of the. Mm. Yeah. Know. So I mean the I mean there's the crazy part. There's actually research on this. So they've actually like brought someone in and had them throw a punch and they've measured right, where's the, the activity of what muscle groups and it's the, I forgot but it's something like 80% it's a high number it comes from the from the legs and the hips the legs and the hips so a lot of times you see a lot of boxers or people there are MMA they're training their abs they're training their upper shoulders which is fine but powers from the legs I mean everything comes through your glutes your hamstrings your quads and then kind of like our remote talk is that core I mean it's not necessarily just your abs it's your lower back and and that power is heavily dominated by the lower body if you look at someone I mean there's always outliers right someone like a Mayweather yes skinny legs but he's not a powerful puncher he's more of a defensive puncher he's very highly skilled so it's not to say that hey somebody comes in got them strong and strong legs they're all of a sudden they're going to be great boxers because boxing is the one thing where you can be in the best shape of your life, best athlete, but it's a highly skilled sport because somebody's trying to punch you back. It's not just like any like you know golf where I just got to swing and that's it. Like here, if something you know if you're in the wrong position, you get hit and like fight's over, right? So, but definitely yeah. lower body. How about how about pitching? Is is there like a is there um, I guess is there strength behind the pitch or is it more just kind of mechanics? Yeah, so I think it's it's both. I mean, pitching is one of those things where again, power is from the lower body, right? If you're pushing off the mound, you're, you're driving through the hips. Hmm. However, the, the, there's a big kind of misconception about getting stronger, right? So I always talk to my baseball athletes. I'm like, all right, how much does a baseball weigh? Right? It weighs ounces. Yeah. It that doesn't that shouldn't mean I need to get you to be squatting or deadlifting. 350 pounds right it doesn't mean that strength is not important because strength is pretty much the the 
the, the, the foundation of every other thing, speed, power, agility. You've got to be strong. But there's a point where too strong is just there's not enough return on your investment. So when you're working with athletes, usually baseball, I'm, the goal in the beginning is to get them stronger. They've got to be able to move their body correctly, get them stronger. Just and like an then, overall strength. Yeah, like strength. Total so, I mean, body deadlifts, strength. Deadlifts, squats, uh, lunges, that type of stuff. And then once they have that, now that we built the foundation, now it becomes we're going to train them for a lot more speed development. So medicine balls. We're going to do more bands work. So things where the body's moving fast. Because you can be very strong, but that doesn't mean you're going to be explosive, right? And that's where there's a lot of misconceptions where a lot of, you know, facilities or coaches, they just brag on how strong their athletes are. And I'm like, they throw a ball that weighs ounces. There's no point in you're, – you're, there's too much risk of them getting injured – for me to get their back squat from 300 to 3050 when instead of when I'm cool with 300, now let's work on getting more explosive. Now we're using light objects, but moving it really, really, really fast. And that's where baseball is. It's an explosive sport. You see, you know, if, you know, you got some, some athletes, they're, you know, like a, like a Mark McGuire, very muscular. He can hit the ball out of the park, but then you have some pitchers who they look relative, like a Kershaw, right? Something like a Kershaw, yeah. pretty skinny guy, big, frame, big guy, yeah. but he's a pretty skinny guy. He can throw the ball. And that's where like kind of you touched on is the technical aspect. Like we have some, some athletes, some baseball guys where they're seeing their baseball pitching coach once or twice a week and they're working mechanics, mechanics. And that's where, injuries occur right if you have bad mechanics let's just say i have an athlete comes in and you know their parents like he wants he needs to throw faster if i put this i always use the analogy of, of a car if i put this huge engine i put you know amazing brakes great tires but if that athlete doesn't know how to drive that car they're running off the road so that's where you know uh, having a pitching coach comes in because now that pitching coach can teach them how to use this new strength that they have, this new power. Because if you just speed up the movements, I have more strength in my legs, that arm is much more vulnerable to getting injured if the mechanics are off. Yeah. Right? And that's yeah. where a lot of injuries occur is kids just want to throw harder, 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 and then they're not willing to invest some time to get a professional to help them with the mechanics, and that's where they usually get injured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just thought it was just burpees and, and yeah, push-ups no, and no. bench press, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, and it's interesting you say that because you're, you're right. The the uh, what is it called? The um, calisthenics, right? Is is your kind of the explosive? Um, I don't say what do you call it? Movements, I guess. Like body weight stuff. Uh, no, I'm just talking about like expl- like a, uh, is it calisthenics? Yeah, so calisthenics is like push-ups, pull-ups, yeah. and things like that. So but yeah, at there's a quicker a, at a quicker but the, the rate, thing, right? yeah. So and that's kind of where it's like, all right, if we're gonna do a jump. The fastest way I can jump is by just using my body weight. As soon as I add five pounds, I'm going to jump maybe a little bit less because there's more weight. But there is, I mean, just looking at the science and research, there's some some uh, advantages of using some weights. And that's where, like, for me, it's like medicine balls. Mm. We throw, you know, they're not heavy. They're six pounds, very, relatively light, but they're throwing that thing really fast. So now we're training the hips, we're training the back, we're training the core to be really explosive with this six-pound object. So when they get on the mound, they're using this ball that weighs ounces their body you know is used to throwing being explosive with six pounds that means they're going to be pretty explosive with that baseball in their hand yeah yeah so you don't need to bench press if you're a baseball player or, or squat yeah, heavy or I mean, it's one of those things where i mean it's sad but it's like the social media thing with with youtube it's just there's a lot of and this is where i try to tell parents all the time i always tell people like certified being certified doesn't mean being qualified right there's I've, you know, just going to your doctor. I've known some doctors who they have all the medical degrees, everything, and they don't 
you know, they're not good doctors, right? Yeah. And then I've known some, you know, even, I, one thing I like to touch on is like even some of my interns where they might not be certified, but I learn from them because they have some insights. Maybe they played sports growing up that I didn't play. I can still learn from them. So I always make sure I tell parents all the time, like, you better do your, your research on who is working with your kids. This is probably the most precious thing in your life. You better be willing to trust that facility or that coach where there's a barbell on their back. And just because they're sweating doesn't mean their workout's effective. I always tell yeah. people all the time, it's, if, it, you know, think, let's go back to that baseball example. If I have a baseball kid that wants to gain weight, having them run and do circuit training and making them super sweaty, although it, you know, looks good, they're sweating, they're tired, that's not what their goal is. Their goal is to build muscle. Now you're doing something that's completely the opposite yeah. and counterintuitive to what your goal is. And, I mean, again, that's where it's perception. It, 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 you got to be careful. Just because they look tired and, and sweaty, like going back to the burpees, if you want to get tired and sweaty, just do, you know, a thousand burpees. You're going to get extremely sweaty. doesn't mean you're going to get the results that you're, that you're looking for. Because at some point you're going to get injured in your shoulder, your back, and at some point your body's going to adapt to those burpees and you're not going to be expending as many calories as you would be doing something else. So it's See. like certified doesn't mean qualified, and that's with any profession. I'm, I'm sure you guys, as entrepreneurs, you guys know that. You probably yeah. know some people in your field that have the, the licenses and have everything, but they're not that good at what they do, yeah. right? I don't know how I'm so licensed. <laughs> I'm I was going to say, that's the reason why I stay away from burpees, you know, because I don't, I don't think it's going to take me anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably I'm it. just going to get injured. The, the, just, the chinaquiles is more your workout. <laughs> yeah, but if you think about it, I mean, a per- perfect example of that is like burpees, right? If burpees could be one of those things where if you're going to the military – you got to be doing burpees because it's something that you're going to experience. So if I'm training someone that's going to go to the military, we're probably going to do some burpees, right? Even though I'm not a big fan of them, but it's something that has to be done because they have to prepare for, you know, when they're going to be super tired and maybe they got to do 50 burpees, they got to be, they, their body needs to get used to that. But I have, if I have an, you know, a, a mother who just wants to lose weight, there's far, far, far better exercises that can get the same response and limit the amount of shoulder, lower back damage. I can put them on my bike. Who puts? It gets them in a great posture, good positioning. They'll kick their butt, but it's not going to hurt them. So it's all. I always tell people all the time. It's all about context. It's it are, is you know is, is is sugar bad? Well, for a diabetic, sugar is probably not the best. But for an MMA fighter, a boxer who needs. Uh, needs to have rapid source of energy, sugar is actually a good thing for them. So it's always context-dependent. It's I rarely give yes or no answers. It's always like, all right, it depends on what context you're talking about and what context. And that was the reason why after that bo- kickboxing workout, we're going back to the office and open up a couple cans of Coke, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> some Tommies on the way. <laughs> it was funny, man. That was we're, such a good workout. Let's go get some We're passing out, and we're like, I think we just need a little bit of sugar in us, you know? <laughs> But uh, so anyway, I had a question. I, you know, we're sitting here in the middle of the facility, and I'm staring right at these different plaques. Yep. Right. What are each of those plaques? Because they're all unique. They're not. It's not all local schools. Do you want to yeah. tell us what those are? Yeah. So I, I think one thing that we have here in the facility is one thing that I encourage is I want my high school athletes one to know that if their dream is to play at the next level, college, and it doesn't mean they're going to become the next Kershaw, is it could be done, right? If they work hard, they stay consistent. Um, and, you know, the thing I wanted to do is, is one, show, you know, new members that come in that it's possible. And then, two, is just to recognize the athletes that, that are playing in college. So what we have is basically on our wall, we have kind of like a college wall, 
where we have decals uh, of all the universities and colleges that our high school athletes have, have gone to play. And what we do is we, we get it up to our wall, and then they end up signing it. And then we take a photo and we post it. And all, at the end of the day, it's, it's, I'm a firm believer of recognizing and, and, and making sure you, you honor people that have accomplished something that's big in their life. And, you know, to a high school kid, that's a big deal. I, I didn't play high school. I played high school sports, but I didn't play college. And I can only imagine the feeling of getting an acceptance letter. So we recognize our, our high school athletes with, with hanging up their, their, their university or their college logo decal on our wall. And then they sign it. We take a photo. And it's something that, uh, you know, let's just say down the road, we move into a bigger facility. All that stuff comes with us. So, you know, if, you know, one of our athletes makes it big and they want a big time list, I can always tell them, hey, I have your signature. I know you trained with us. So, but no, it's just about recognition. Um, and one of the cool ones is, is just, you know, some colleges are pretty far. There's one we have of Bethune-Cookman, which is a college in, in Florida. And it also, you know, inspires other athletes that, hey, if you want to move away and kind of get, get out on your own, that, you know, it's possible. Get outside that comfort zone and you don't have to stay local. Because sometimes I think kids are a little reluctant to, to wanna not, want to not want to move away. Um, but, again, seeing these posters, it's like, oh, it's been done. You know, the, they're having fun. And, and it's something that if, they, if that's what they choose, they can How about do. the Cardinals? What's up with that? Yeah, so we have a Arizona Cardinals sticker up there because – for the past two off seasons, last year and this year, we had a, uh, a guy named Elijah Penny who plays on the Arizona Cardinals. He's actually grew up and played for Norwalk High School, which is kind of cool. And uh, he ended up going uh, to college and then ended up getting, dra- getting drafted. Now he plays on the Cardinals. And the coolest part is just he, you know, he's very humble, but he, he comes back. He trains with Coach Brandon. Um, and, again, kind of going back to the athletes, is this is a professional athlete at the top of their game. The movements and the exercises are really basic. There's no fancy, crazy stuff that you're going to see him doing. It's just what's effective, what's his goal. Um, so that's kind of cool to, to be able to say, you know, we've got an NFL athlete in here. Uh, but that's the goal is it doesn't matter if you're, if you're a professional athlete or you're, you're an eighth grader. At the end of the day, you're, you're, all, you're, you're worth the same to us. You're just another human being who wants to get better. Or if you're a diva, right, because I'm looking at your, uh, at your, your workout uh you know, matrix there. There's probably like what ten or twelve workouts, and it says each one needs to be a hundred reps. Yeah. And then it says on top of it, it has a diva as the name <laughs> of the person, and she Did marked you come off. Work out. She uh, marked off every X. <laughs> I'm she like, is that Remo? She was a diva. She just marked it off. <laughs> that, that's, that's Coach funny. George. That's the 100, 100, wor- 100 rep workout challenge. So uh, it's basically a set Yeah, of it's like 10 or 12 uh, workouts. Right? Yeah. yeah, so that's, uh, that's a tough one. So, so let me go back to the first question I, I asked when I first came in. Um, you know, as an average guy, um, somebody who, who, who uh, works out frequently, or not frequently, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's picking you work up the, out your wrist it's from, picking up the from remote the beer, control uh, <laughs> from the counter to <laughs> the mouth. <laughs> so somebody who's who's uh, I guess going from couch to like uh, you know desk uh, to I don't know uh, maybe uh, running their first five uh, k or something like that. Yeah. Or, um, what and and at that point you're you're probably talking about you know uh, getting your cardio going and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, obviously your. Um, what do you call it? Uh, trying to keep at trying to keep at a pace, right? Or moving, right? Constantly mm-hmm. moving. Um, wh- what would you say, time frame wise? Uh, what would it take from somebody again going from a couch to a five k in terms of training? 
Like, is there a, a, um, a timeline? Yeah, like if so, like in my case, I came in and say, "Well, come on, Jerry, how, how long does it take to get you know fit?" Yeah. And for me, fit is being able to walk up the stair without having to be you know heavy breathing. Yeah. Like, I mean, is that realistic? Is that a goal, or is it a hundred percent? I mean, it's, yeah. it's again, remember every every goal is very subjective. It's it's what you want. It's it's what you interpret being fit as. It could be being fit could be being able to you know get to you know uh, the Navy SEALs and pass through that that boot camp and, and through the training or it could just be you or it could just be you going up the the, the stairs and again it's all relative and again the, the answer is always it depends yeah. it's like how much are you willing to invest at the end of the day it's like the the recommendation would be invest in that goal like what are you willing to do are you willing to hire someone are you willing to to take an hour out of your day to maybe go to the stairs and and walk it and that's where it starts is progress very gradually and then at some point it's just it's gonna it's gonna happen it's just yeah. how committed are you and how much are you wanting to invest so it, it can happen some people it might happen in you know two weeks some people it might take six months mm-hmm. it, it really depends so i would say make have the have the the mindset of all right this is my goal when you hit that goal what's the next one right because it's gonna you're gonna achieve that goal it's gonna happen now it's just a matter of putting together a plan and if it's climbing you know up a stairs without being winded right away that's telling you that's your conditioning that's your cardio so it's yeah. not so much about lifting weights it's maybe going out and walking a flight of stairs and taking a long rest period doing it again maybe the first time you do it you do it five times you take a day off you rest or maybe you go walking and then you come back to those stairs and at some point again like we talked about earlier is there's a stimulus that you're providing is those stairs your body's going to adapt it's going to get better it's going to your hearts are going to get your heart and your lungs are going to get adapted it's going to become easier and then once you become those five times you go up and down becomes easy let's go six and let's go seven and let's go eight and at some point i promise you you're going to walk up you know you might be going to a business meeting you walk up a flight of stairs and it's you you won't even feel it but you're going to be like this became really easy nice so it's hard you to give you time. You go break, backwards up the stairs. That's yeah, you're going to be doing lunches that's, up the stairs. That's how go you go downstairs instead of upstairs. Yeah. Oh, man. So how does somebody, uh, I guess, uh, you know, they're thinking of getting in, in into uh, some kind of fitness program or, or you know, getting involved with you uh, here at your gym or facility? How, how would they come about? Is it... Uh, call you show up or i think the best thing is just to, to show up i mean ideally call me so we can set up a time but um i like i don't like giving prices over the phone i don't like giving uh too much detail on the phone because I, I again i can't give you a broad generic answer i want to meet you i want to see where your mindset's at and that's the one thing i know it's, it's going to come off a little a little arrogant but it's like we don't just train anyone we're very selective of who we bring into our facility and, and you know, even if it means turning down business, it's we've created a culture here where we have something special. And if you don't have the mindset of you're willing to invest your time, your money, your effort, um, we're probably not going to work for you, with you. And it's just one of those things where everyone that walks through these doors, they have expectations. And that's also including coaches. Coaches have expectations of making sure we're delivering the best customer service possible, right? So I would say the best way is you can call me. Um, I'm sure you guys will link up my my information. But, again, you can call me. We'll set up a time, 20 minutes. Let me talk with you. Let let me kind of – let you let let me let me get across of what our programs are about how we can help you and we'll you know we'll take it from there so again we have different options so it doesn't matter if you're out of shape you've never been in the gym or if you're an advanced athlete looking like to, to like remo who, who wants to get to the next level uh, we can take care of you 
Getting so, out of your car. So I would say let's let's set this up right now. We should do a live of Jesse doing a twenty-minute workout, boxing workout, boxing workout. Ooh, That'll no, be man. good. We, we can both do we'll it. I've, I've never done a we'll, boxing we'll do that. workout here. And you talk about comedy. We'll do that. <laughs> I, I'd probably just pass out in the first like minute. You're just, just gonna go tackle the. the no, but it's, it's, again, that's what you guys. That's the first impression. You think it's just gonna. Again, you guys are two different fitness levels, yeah, right? Remo and and Jesse, you guys are different. Fitness, so to me, it's like. If you if you walk out of here feeling like crap, I didn't do my job. So that's where I can promise you, you're going to come in, you're going to have a great workout, you're going to sweat, you're going to work hard, but you're not going to walk out of here achy. You're not going to walk out of here feeling like uh, you know you didn't get all the reps in. Where you, you mentally you're, you feel like you're defeated. So that's where being a coach comes in. So as long as you come in with the right mindset of all right, let's you know I'm open to being uncomfortable. Um, I promise you, you'll 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 walk out of here having a different uh, perspective of kind of what training and working out really is about, nice. you know. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you Thank for you. Uh, <laughs> coming on, and uh, we'll talk soon. And, and uh, we'll put all your information on the show notes. So cool. if anybody wants to follow you uh, and reach out to you, they could they could do that. Solid, solid. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Jerry, with Titan Edge Athletics. Thank you. Bye, you See you later. All right. So we're on live. What's up, Woodier? Oh, Instagram so live. Is it too loud? Yes, you're too loud. <laughs> What's up? <Okay. laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> this is Vaughn.